0: This is Eddie from All Shall Parish, and you're listening to Metal Speak.
1: I don't understand. Things
2: were going so great. What, what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> I invented it's not you, it's me. Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anybody, it's me. All
1: right. George, it's
2: you. You're damn right it's me. It's Metal Speed with your host, Dingle.
1: Don't worry, 1 1. I'm here. I'm here. Mysterious! Sweetheart, we're married! Consider that a divorce.
0: Match! Dear baby, welcome to Jumpville. Population, you. Death.
2: You know, Wayne, if you're not careful, you're gonna lose me.
3: I lost you two months ago! Are you mental? Bitch! Uh, welcome to Metal Speak. Good times. That was rad. Thanks. Uh, wow. Uh, New Year. The first episode of the year. Happy New Year. After like a month and a half. <laughs> Happy New Year. And uh, not only New Year, but uh, Matt is uh, back for this episode. Alloy Matt from Hello. way back.
1: So- <laughs>
0: Hello, all three of you. <laughs> Hello, all three
3: of you. Is that the,
4: our listener count currently or... <laughs>
0: It's just kind of the running gag. I don't yeah. know. It,
3: it's probably two. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you were the third one. One and a half <laughs> if you count Diggle's mom. <laughs> I can't get her to listen, dude. <laughs> no. uh, but, um, yep, so we're going to be doing, this was uh, Matt's idea, top five awkward breakups you've had with bands. So basically the songs that, made you realize I don't really like this band anymore. So that should be fun. So are we saying the
0: songs that were the were the catalyst for that, or are we just providing examples of the
4: I guess I could go either way. Yeah, for you me know, I I don't see as how it couldn't work either way.
3: Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh we'll we'll get to it. Uh this was a tough one for me, but um mm. <laughs> but yeah we'll get to it. Before we do though, um Oh yeah, and we were also going to hear, I think, uh, Jared went to a couple shows here Some thoughts on those, but, um, any, uh, good stuff coming out next couple weeks, Jared?
0: Uh, well, last couple of days, uh, looks like the new Dead in the Manger came out. I think we got the promo on that one. That one's really good. Kind of a crust, crust core, black metal thing going on. Um, really atmospheric. Uh, next week's a big day. We got, uh, Denver's Call of the Void. Um, Got a, their next hour is second album out on Relapse called Ageless. Uh, Feeder to the Sharks from Australia. Uh, Poland's Hate got one coming out. Uh, the new Marduk. Um, Tack, TAC, I never know how to say this. It's a black metal band. It's T A A K E. Philandra. Um, they're like a melodic death metal. So
3: weren't they in the uh, IKEA or death quiz? I think they were. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So that's, that's good for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the week after that, uh, the new Davos, which I think we got that oh, okay. one. Uh, 36 Crazy Fists, uh, Primitive Man, Num- another Denver band representing on Relapse. Um, Wait, 36
4: Crazy Fists is on Relapse?
0: No. Uh,
4: Primitive Man. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. It's going to be a good month, looks like.
3: Sweet. It's pretty sweet. So far this year, I think uh, Mechana and Peripheries are my favorites. Hell yeah, Mechanas. Uh, at some point, it just seems like they're not—they're not, they're not going to be able to keep outdoing themselves. Makes me nervous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every time it's just really good stuff. Every band
0: has their Saint Anger,
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, right?
0: <laughs> Which is why we're having this discussion. <laughs> <Right>. Timely. <laughs>
3: Alright, uh, let's see. Last week, I think, Jared, it was the Periphery Show. Speaking of Periphery, it was yeah. them and nothing more, Woven War. You think they planned that,
0: the rhyming? Actually, it was like running re- like that off of my head. Really? It was like, Woven War, nothing more, Periphery. <laughs> peripher- <laughs> 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 horror. Thank you, horror.
3: And then it was <laughs> thank, thank You, you. thank you, Scientist. So, yeah. I uh, did not go. I, I don't know any of those bands except Periphery. And it was Endeavor, and I was kind of, oh, thanks. <laughs> So, uh, but what did I miss?
0: Well, Thank You, Scientist was weird. Um, they're, I, the, the easiest thing I can think of, cause, okay, so they have, you know, standard guitar, bass, uh, you know, vocalist, uh, saxophone, trombone, Ooh. and violin, ah. <clears throat> um, and they all had the horn room glasses and the beards and the whatever. So it's wow. basically like if you took Neo uh cut off their balls and then made them all work at Trader Joe's, um that's what <laughs> you get. If uh
4: a, a trendy coffee house.
0: Right, pretty much. <laughs> So I mean they, they weren't bad, it just i mean it's one of those like you know kind of it was it was it, they just they 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 were kind of like a progressive metal like jam band, you know what I mean like uh-huh. you would you would expect to see them playing Coachella like it just didn't oh, yeah. you know nothing really fit with that other than you you know you could argue for them being a good fit with periphery from the progressive angle, but I mean people seem to be getting into it towards the end, you know there's some people bouncing around and kind of head bobbing and stuff like that but um, you know, cause the rhythm section was pretty tight, but you know, I couldn't really, I couldn't really hang with the vocals and, you know, it was just kind of a weird hodgepodge of, uh, influences that just didn't really fit together. So, um, not that I have any objection to the use of brass instruments and metal, you know, Ishan has has done that, uh, that, uh, flesh rot yeah. album from a couple of years ago. So just has to be done Right. So, but, um, yeah, then Woven War was next. Um, I think it, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, Woven War is basically As I Lay Dying with, uh, the guy from Sleeper on vocals instead of, uh, wife killer Tim <laughs> Lambesis. So, uh,
4: so can I, uh, interject with no! that? And I'm going to be on your side. <laughs> He's like, oh, okay, then that's fine. <laughs> well, all right, then. Um, <laughs> uh, I... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm coming off of sickness. Um, so, did anyone uh, did anyone else consider putting um, "As I Lay Dying" on their uh, playlist for tonight just no. for the irony?
0: No, because I was never into "As I Lay Dying" to begin with. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. I've a I've always had kind of a, a strict rule against uh, Christian metalcore. So. Yeah. Which is, which is, and maybe that, this is where the irony comes in, because I actually fucking love Woven War. Like, it's, like, because I, I I can see where some of those influences, like, lyrically are kind of creeping in, but I don't think it is, like, in your face, you know, as, like, Oh, Sleeper would, would have been, or, you know, like, the early As I Lay Dying. So, um, and it's definitely a different musical attack, because it's not the, the scream to the ground vocals, it's almost all clean, you know, you have a few... Uh, you know, screams here and there, but it's not. That's not the centerpiece of the of the vocal attack. And it's actually so it's the bassist on doing vocals, and then it's uh the the guy from Old Sleeper. He plays guitar and does vocals at the same time. So they do a lot of a lot of oh. harmonies and stuff like that. And, oh, that's cool. Um,
3: yeah. I just remembered you guys, you and Matt talked about that uh at the the last episode. The, yeah, they forgot about that.
0: Yeah, and I because because I, I actually and I was kind of surprised that it didn't make it onto my top ten because I was obsessed with that album for like two weeks. So. Um, but yeah, they, they put on a great show. The, the vocals were kind of touch and go on the first couple of songs. Um, you know, probably just trying to get warmed up. I know they, I think they did an acoustic set at a, at a bookstore in like Littleton or something. And oh, they really? just, yeah. So they, they did that at like five thirty, and I think their set started at like, I don't know, seven thirty or eight. So they mm. had to, you know, they probably played for an hour, meet and greet and then probably just got in a car and came over and just like went right on stage and started playing. But, mm. uh. It was it was a great set. You know, they they hit all the high points in the album as far as I was concerned. They you know, there wasn't a single uh song they missed that that I didn't uh, enjoy. So really really good set. Um <clears throat> if you haven't checked it out, I highly encourage it. Again, it's a little different. Uh you know, the vocals if you're if you're into the screaming, uh you know, and, and you take a hard line on clean vocals, Gerlin. <clears throat> <journaling>, um <laughs> you're not going to you know, you're probably not gonna enjoy it, but um, if you're if you're into the kind of the more I don't want to say softer, but you know, not as you know aggressive, you know, the the music instrumentally it's still metal, but it's just the the vocals um, just a little more uh, even keeled there. So uh, they're actually, if you if you guys don't know, uh, they're playing the Black Sheep. They're doing a local headliner on the 18th. Um, so it's a them February. and them.
3: huh? A February? Yeah. Oh cool! Yeah,
0: so it's them, and then uh, there's another uh, local metalcore band called Bridges, and then uh, oh, yeah. which Forsyth speaks very, very highly of uh, the sound guy over there, Black Sheep, um, and then uh, there's two other, uh, two other locals bands I think that are on the bill. But so, you know, kind of the way the Contortionist did it first time we saw them. Right. So I'm gonna go check that out because that was that was an awesome show. So. Um and then nothing more got on the stage and I gotta tell you, those guys. <laughs> I think every band could learn a finger six from these guys about showmanship. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my God. Nice. You know, I mean, I when when they announced, I had never heard of these guys until uh, Periphery announced the tour last fall, and so uh, you know went on to Spotify and checked them out, and I, and I think I had heard uh, their lead single because I, I think they get played on Kilo. I you know they have a, a pretty popular rock radio track because um, I'd heard it somewhere because I, I immediately recognized it when it came on um, and the, you know, the rest of the album is is like really good. It's, you know, they're, they're kind of, you know, vocally, they're kind of in the the periphery Dead Letter Circus kind of range, you know, um, probably not as high, but not, you know, not growly and, and not as, you know, I'd say Woven Wars kind of lower in the range than them Um but just, I mean, fucking high energy, homeboy was out. You know, they had this big drum set, and you know he was out. The lead singer was out there beating on the on the percussion drums while the you know the you know the main drums are going and um just bouncing all over the place. That that guy is fucking like he's svelte to the point that he's like sinewy. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking like Iggy Pop muscular. Uh, he's like fucking that dude's got to be like zero percent body fat. Huh? Just fucking yeah. So that was that was kind of weird. Um. But the coolest thing they did all night, I don't know how or why anybody came up with this, but they have like this rig. Um, so they do they do kind of a like a drum interlude and then there's this rig that they attach uh the bass guitar to, so it, they kind of put it on a stand and then they kinda of swing it out towards the audience. And it starts out, so the bassist is just kinda he's kinda tapping the string, so he's he's kinda playing it like a keyboard, you know, and he's just making and then the guitarist, like, puts down his guitar, and he walks over, and then he pulls out, like, some little, like, beaters, you know, like, they're, they're like, the, the little drumsticks with the little felt ends. Uh-huh. So then he, so then the bassist is down here on the body of the guitar, and then uh, the guitarist is up on the neck, hitting, oh, so he's hitting, like, the top, you know, top two strings. The guitarist is hitting, like, the middle, and then the singer comes out, and then he starts, he gets, like, in between them, so he's playing, like, the, like, the bottom two. Oh, weird. So it's, like, the three of them... Doing this thing and I don't know they put, they put some sort of effect on it that made it sound kind of you know robotic or almost electronic you know so it wasn't like a you know or I mean it didn't sound like a bass guitar so they were they were running it through some sort of processor but it sounded and looked fucking awesome wow so it was really cool but they, I mean like I said just high energy you know homeboy you know he had like a stand on his drums he was getting up on that and you know just fucking screaming and getting everybody pumped and stuff like that I, I think. I think there were a lot of people there that were more excited to see them than, than, uh, Periphery. No shit. So, that was, uh, that was a good time. Like I said, just, just in terms of showmanship, they fucking owned it. So, nice. um, but then yeah, Periphery was fucking rad. Um, played a lot of new stuff. They, they barely touched the first album, which oh, really? I was okay with. They, they played Icarus Lives from, you know, that's what they started on. Yeah. um and I think I think that's the only song from the first album they played so the rest of it they the rest of the time they spent on uh the, the big the, the huge chunk in the middle of the set was all uh all juggernaut stuff so um you know then of course oh good night good night and then they came out for the encore and they did uh, Ragnarok and good. then they did uh they did the closing uh song on uh the second
3: album on the second album
0: yeah. and kind of that lyrical callback you know. Yeah. So it was good. It was a good way to end. Um, I swear, Spencer gets better every time I see them. Just you know, in terms of his like his confidence and his presence on stage, and just you know his ability to hit the notes and yeah. just and just just hit yeah, just dude hit a did a dude hit a home run on every fucking song. So sweet. You know, there's always a couple. You know, the last few times I've seen him, it's always like he's, he's trying to get his bearings you know he'll he'll settle in after like the third song, you know. And then he and then it's fine, but the first couple are always kind of rough, but he was on point right out of the gate. So but uh yeah, good energy, good light show. Just I mean yeah, it was it was awesome. Sweet. What's the name of this band? <laughs>
4: really? <laughs> <laughs> Periphery? Oh, I thought I thought you were talking about Nothing More still.
0: So. Nope. Mo- Moved
3: on!
4: Okay, my bad.
3: <laughs> Have you seen them before?
4: Nothing more? Uh, Periphery. Periphery? Periphery? Uh, yeah, I've seen Periphery a couple times. Yeah. They had like a really weird set of, um, like, I don't know, post-hardcore bands opening for them when I, when I saw them in Portland. Um, and it was just kind of like a really strange lineup. Like, It Prevails was opening... And, um, I think it was fiance was, was also opening. Hmm. Um, so it was just kind of like a really weird spattering of, I don't know who booked that fucking tour, but it just seemed like a really weird lineup. So I guess what I mean is there was a whole bunch of fucking like frat boy kids that, that were there to hardcore dance and whatnot. And so the place damn near cleared out when Periphery took the stage. It was really kind of interesting. Hmm. Um, the next time I saw him was with, uh, I think the Contortionist.
0: Yeah, so that would have been like what twenty? It
4: was the, like like fall of twenty eleven. Yeah, I think. It was the, yeah, like, yeah. Fract
3: the Gods tour or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, I've I've only seen him a couple times, but uh, impressed. I was telling legs. I was... think
0: that was like the sixth
3: or seventh time that I've seen them. <laughs> <laughs> like
0: it's just—I it, mean, it's kind of funny to say. I mean, I don't—you know—I don't, you know, don't want to go all like diva hipster on everybody, but it's—it's kind of do it. No. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just—it's cool to see. You know, because uh, the first time I saw him was five years ago with Fear Factory, and uh, that was a weird—that was a weird yeah. package, um, <laughs> right? Who was that? It was uh, it was Periphery, Fear Factory, uh, Dirge Within, and um, can't remember who the fourth band was. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'd never heard of them. But I remember seeing uh, Tom and Jeff from Anodize there, and I guess they knew all about Bold from the Seven String forums and oh, stuff yeah. like that. You know, so they they'd already heard a lot of that stuff, but they were you know seeing it live and having vocals on it. I yeah. guess was different for them. So right but um yeah no it's i mean it was it was great seeing him live it was good it was it was cool it, you know you know legs and i were kind of going back and forth on the way up about you know the the merits of the new albums and you know he was kind of saying nothing really grabbed him and you know i i almost had the same reaction but it's it's like it's it's weird how when you hear the stuff live and then you go back to the yeah. to the album like it, all of a sudden you like it that
3: much more you yeah. know what i mean yeah so that happened with me with uh Fair to Midland. Yeah. But I think I had a I I wasn't I was kinda closed minded about it the first time I listened through. But anyway, um I yeah, with the new album I, I, I kinda
1: uh,
3: same thing. The way like when I think about when I the first time I heard the, the second album, it was you know, more songs than not stuck out to me and was just like, Oh my god, this is amazing, oh my god, this is amazing. And um, yeah, there's only a few moments on the new stuff that really stuck out to me, but it's still like super enjoyable all the way through. I've yeah, gone through it like four or five times, I think. And there's yeah, it's,
0: they're it's, doing more with like the recurring lyrical themes. They keep looping back to the the yeah. lyrics from the first song. They keep showing up in different parts of the songs throughout the yeah throughout the albums. I was I was actually I preferred Omega over Alpha for a little while for a couple of days. I just thought it had more teeth. Um, but listening to them both. So what I, what I did, I think on, uh, Sunday I went for a run and I just, I, I put it, I just played them, the albums just front to back and just, I think I got through almost both of them over the
4: course of my run, but, um, yeah, just fucking love it. Yeah. So Jared, was this the same, did, uh, was thank you scientist on that same bill? Yeah. I haven't heard much of them. What'd you think? Well, um, <laughs> where were you 10 minutes ago? <laughs> um, dude,
0: they were, they should, were I, the, they should were
3: I, the, I revisit it? <laughs> they were the, they were the Trader Joe. Um, that was the Trader oh, Joe's okay. band. Okay, Yeah.
4: That's those guys.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, as far as I can be from my, from my, uh, Wi-Fi in here. Yeah. Gotcha. So Skype will cut out on me now and again.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> it's like it was like Zoolander. <laughs> but why male models? <laughs> My <laughs> bad, all right? Seriously? <laughs> I just I just went over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all good. Love you mean it. <laughs> no. Um so yeah, good show. Uh and then last night, uh Tribulation Aeon, uh behemoth cannibal corpse. Um, Tribulation was weird. Tribulation was kinda I, I don't wanna say weird. They were just more because uh, the last time I saw Behemoth they brought out uh the Devil's Blood with them, which is kind of like a uh like a female fronted, like satanic like acid rock type thing. Not um, actual
3: devil's blood that they not actual devil's out. blood,
0: not. you know. Unless she was, you know, riding the Crimson Tide. Yeah. Or,
3: Mm. jesus fucking christ leaving a trail as she sauntered back and forth on the stage
0: um kicking her clumps into the
3: so hot (laughs) yeah she's not hot anyway
0: um so these guys i mean they you know the full-on makeup and stuff like that and and but it was more kind of applauding you know it wasn't like the more uh chaotic like you know tremolo picking that you typically have with black metal was a lot more kind of riff oriented um It was a decent set. I wasn't blown away, but, you know, I wasn't repulsed either. So, uh, they did a good job and then, uh, Aeon got up there and fucking killed it. Uh, just, they really got the crowd going, you know, and they, um, it was, it was nice being able to kind of, uh, you know, cause I got the, the camera that my wife got me for Christmas. So I actually got to use the photo pass for a change and actually like get in the pit and, and take some pictures. And, uh, so that was, that was fun. And then, uh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they just they fucking killed it. Um, want to spend too much time on them because uh, Behemoth, fucking. Oh my god! I <laughs> like. I'm so excited. I took like 900 pictures on my camera last night, and I, 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 I'm. I'm excited to go through them to find the good ones, but I'm also kind of fearing. I'm kind of nervous about it. Or not nervous, but I don't want to do it because there's so much to wade through. But yeah. the, the shots. If you're gonna shoot any band. It's Behemoth. And, yeah. <laughs> and the thing about it, like, 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 Nurgle will fucking mug for the camera. Like, oh, he'll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and there was like six of us down in there, you know what I mean? And so he's just standing over us and he'll look right at you and just be like, Bleh! and just make faces and shit. And it's, it's fucking nice. awesome. So I got some really, really good shots. Um, which, so. If I get them done in time, maybe we can put them on the post for this episode. But, um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, just the fucking killer set. There's, you know, it's. Uh, uh, the second time I've, I've seen him, the, the first time was a couple years ago, and it was right after he was coming off his leukemia treatment, you know. Yeah. So he was still bald and, and just, you know, and, um, but still in, in, in perfect, you know, in full form. And this time was, like, no exception. Uh, play, you know, they played all the high points, and, um, you know, there's just, again, there's, there's something to be said about not just the set pieces, but just the showmanship and the energy and just that wall of sound they create when they're playing, and, uh, just, yeah, just unfucking believable Sweet. So, saw a lot of cool, well, well, um, and then Cannibal, Cannibal was a little, uh, God, um, I, (laughs) I think Behemoth should have closed, and I, and, and I know, I know why Cannibal, you know, headlined, they're the elder statesmen, and that's, you know, that's their right and, and whatever, but I I, I think even Corpse Grinder was pissed that, like, it didn't seem like the crowd was really feeling it. Really? Like, like I think people were moshing, but it was like, you know, you want to hear another song about blood? And everyone, <laughs> everyone's like,
1: yay!
0: And then he's like,
2: that's not good enough! <laughs> yeah. Are you trying to piss me off? <laughs> Do you want to hear another song about blood?
4: Entrails in a rat's vagina. You know what I mean, like. All right. with, I his neck, with his fucking three foot thick neck.
3: Yes, yeah, so, yeah.
0: So I mean, it was like I don't. I don't mean to mock Cannibal Corpse because I have all, I have other albums. I bought a hoodie last night. I'm definitely a fan. I just, yeah. You could tell that he was working pretty hard, and yeah. I think he was kind of facing a tough room because I think honestly, I think that entire crowd was just reeling from Behemoth, and so. You know, Cannibal comes out and they play a good show, but there's not like a whole lot of movement. It's just they, they they're kind of static and they just kind of bang their heads and they're you know whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of compared to just just the like I said, just the spectacle of of Behemoth set. I think they just dwarfed Cannibal on that end. Yeah. You know? So I, I think um, in terms of energy yeah. and just crowd response, I think Behemoth probably probably took the show. So. Um but again, Cannibal, you know, hit all the high points. You know, I always get excited when they play Stripped, Raped, and Strangled. because yeah. you know, that's probably my favorite. And um uh, you know, right. played a lot of stuff off the new album and stuff like that. So Um Yeah. And for some reason, like I, I never really and I think some of it's like the production value on, on some of the older albums, but when they played Addicted to Vaginal Skin, like I really enjoyed that one you know what I mean like I don't know why just like because it has that really kind of slow kind of groovy riff opening and then it and then the blast beats come in and they start going and then it kind of slows down again I don't know like it just it sounded so much better live you know than it than it does on the album again some of that's just I think that's probably just a limitation of the of the recording you know process back in the early 90s when that came out so um yeah good set didn't get to interview him you know we tried to get something set up and they just, I guess they weren't feeling it and whatever. And honestly I had a supremely shitty day at work. So I wasn't in any mood to <laughs> yeah. try to force the conversation. So I was happy to just go take pictures and, and, and go home. So, um, but yeah, great show overall. Saw lots of cool people there. Uh, you know, Dave Otero was there with, with Chelsea, uh, saw the cattle decapped at guys milling around, um,
3: He's finishing up with them like this.
0: I think vocals are today and tomorrow. Yeah. So I know they're I know they're getting close. So, um, but I, I think they're I think they were scheduled to be there for five weeks because they when when did they get out um, January 11th. So, you know, next week or the week after. So they're, yeah, they're probably laid on vocals this week, and then uh, they probably do the mixing and mastering over the next probably two weeks. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see that what do you think may june time frame probably yeah yeah
3: i guess it's i don't know how long metal blade takes to do other other shit you know it seems like they got a
0: legion out pretty quick and it seems like even on the last cattle decap there was a pretty pretty short gap of time between when they when they announced the recording was done and when they actually you know set the release date didn't they
3: did they release some artwork already too no
0: they're they're kind of teasing it, but i um I know Travis said he's got it, he just you know he but they're i mean they're keeping a lid on it till yeah. until everything's announced but uh yeah very very excited to hear what hear totally. what they're doing, yeah, so but yeah, I just saw like Dave from grindscape was up there ran into him like randomly, and then um Brandon from catalyst and then um ian um yeah, and then yeah, so. Sweet. Oh, and then uh, Andon from he uh, used to be, be Dead Speak, and he used to play drums for Enemy Rain. Uh, saw him, and then I saw Enemy Rain's bassist uh, Phil, another buddy of mine. So it was good to see some friends, some good tunes. It's a good night.
3: Sweet. It's tired as fuck today, but yeah, they say during a, during the week, that's pretty good. Yeah,
0: I already told my boss when I was leaving work last night. I'm like I'm logging in late, and i don't feel bad about it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. <laughs>
0: Zero fucks
3: given. So, yeah, it's a good time. Sweet. Thanks for the recaps. Uh, last time that you saw Behemoth, I think I made the comment about, I should really make a point to see them next time they come through. And uh, I think that I think yesterday during the day is when I saw, oh, they're playing tonight. <laughs> and normally we do a uh, band camp on Tuesdays. It ended up getting canceled. So, I suppose, it, well, actually, I was messing with this new computer last night. So, uh Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. always got excuses at the ready, <laughs> right? <laughs> next time. Next time for sure. I am going to go to a show, though, uh, finally, hopefully, uh, as long as nothing else comes up, uh, Fit for an Autopsy is coming to the Black Sheep, so it's in town. I don't have to go to Denver, yay, uh, in a couple weeks, so I'm stoked about that. It'll be a good time. Well, that suicide
0: so like silence and...
3: Yeah, and uh, um, within the ruins, and then yeah. Immure, Ugh. and I think Ugh. I'm just going for fit for an autopsy and Yeah, of it's like let's watch fit open,
0: yeah. and then we'll go. Yeah, I, I may, <laughs> I may stick around for Suicide Silence just because.
3: You mean go and then come back? Yeah, <laughs> go and then I'll. always you like, even come back? Yeah, I'll go to the
0: library or something for a couple hours and then I'll come back and watch. Not that within the ruins sounds. isn't good. They
3: they they put on a uh, you know yeah good show, but uh... yeah,
0: last nice guys. Yeah, no, Tim Tim's a really nice. You know, the last couple of times we've interviewed him, he's been real affable and yeah, totally well spoken and everything. So
4: yeah. yeah, they were real nice when we when we had him on Alloy too.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not uh, not stoked on a mirror. When did I see them? I think that was '08. That was a weird bill too. It was uh, a mirror uh, after the burial.
4: Yeah, yeah, I was um, at that show in Portland.
0: Beneath the massacre, and um, I think Hell Within was just happened to be playing at the same time, or they they were, they were coming through, and and the sheep put them on the bill at the last second. Mm. It seems like there was somebody else on there. But I can't. I can't remember who. But yeah, that was. And I remember uh, after the burials, singer got sick, so they did an instrumental set. Oh, really? And that was the first time I'd ever seen eight string guitars live. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember looking. I'm like, God damn, those are huge fretboards. Yeah. Like, and now that's just the thing.
3: I know. Now, well, now like look, look at Mecha. He plays a nine string.
0: Yeah. Well, even like even periphery like i was thinking about when i you know when i saw after the burial and i just remember thinking how gigantic those fretboards were and then i was watching uh, mark holcomb and and misha do their thing and they both got eight strings and it just looked like a normal guitar to me like it's <laughs> right. it's yeah. just weird how your perspective right. shifts over
3: over the years so somebody's going to bring out a six string and you'd be like is that a banjo? what <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> the hell is that thing? <laughs> the jint <gym> stick <laughs> cool um. <clears throat> All right, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and uh, I've been wanting to play some of the new Try Redemption for a long time, but uh, yes. it just took a while to get um, the the mixes done. We're not planning to release till March, so even though we finished recording in I think October, um, you know, Dave knew we had the the long time before we were gonna. So he took advantage of getting some other stuff. By the way, there's a band that from France called i think it's like dead death code society yeah death code society yeah and uh and he was talking to, so they recorded their own stuff and dave found him like online just came across him or whatever and he was like hey can i uh like reamp your guitars and um and uh anyway so he, he worked out a deal he not only reamp but he, he's doing the mixing and he played a little bit before i was like jesus christ this is i was like it's pretty badass so i don't know when that that's not out yet, I don't believe, but... No. What are they uh, called? Death Code Society. It's kind Death of... Death Code. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of black metal-ish, um, symphonic black metal-ish stuff. And, um, anyway, so between that, and I think there was a few other things that he did in between, so he didn't actually get the the final mixes done till December. So this is the first show we've done since then, so stoked, finally, to play some uh, some new Tri Redemption. We're going to do Deception Scheme here, and then... Um, Then we'll talk about awkward breakups. setting up a profile on metalheaddating.com. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll keep you posted on the results. <laughs>
4: Unless it costs money. If this costs money, I'm out. Okay.
3: <laughs> um, all right, so top five awkward breakups you've had with bands. Uh, this came up when um, I was catching up with Matt a couple weeks ago. He just texted me out of the blue and we're chatting and he was kind of talking about you ever have that moment where you hear a song, like a new song from a band, and you're like, huh, I used to really like these guys, and now, not so much. So um, so that's our topic. and I'll, I'll, I'll start here by saying, this was hard for <laughs> me. I don't know, like, I went through a phase, you know, around uh, when I really got into metal, like with Pantera, where I was super s- snobby, you know what I mean? It, for a long time, it was Pantera or nothing you know? And then, um, and then I, you know, I broadened my horizons a little bit, but I was still kind of snobby. Like I, I went through the like, well, clean vocals are gay, you know, like thing. And, um, anyway, in the last, especially since we started doing the podcast, um, I just, I, I give less and less fucks about like what's actually going (laughs) on. Like, it's just, if I like the way it sounds, then I like it, you know, who cares? And, um, and and band, you know if bands change like like Morbid Angels is a good example you know their their latest album was quite a bit different a lot of people like really hated it and I just the you know the idea of hate just never came into it for me I I didn't even like dislike it that much I I liked it I didn't like it as much as other stuff but as you know anyway um so it was hard for me to think of bands that like I really don't like anymore like you know I it's 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 like Neutral or I like a band. You know what I mean? Like it's it's I really had to think about bands that are that I go beyond that Neutral, right? Like yeah, I really don't care about these guys at all anymore. So there's there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of bands in my list that are just kind of stretches just to, just to get to the five. Five items, but um yeah, so uh when I when I told Jared that was the topic, he goes Oh, I could go on that for days and I'm like, Wow, not me. And he's all cough, corn, cough. And I'm like, oh well that would be perfect. That is. That's like the one band that like really I could legitimately say, I used to love them so much, and now, yeah, I don't care. So yeah, I didn't yeah. pick corn because I, I figured that would be aping the uh Jared's uh I'm assuming you picked them, maybe well I guess we'll find out. Maybe. <laughs>
0: maybe not.
3: So any other uh, opening thoughts before we dive in here from you guys?
0: Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty easy to come up with. Just like the second you said it, I had like my top three like <laughs> that, and then it yeah. was uh, the the fourth and the fifth were were semi rough. Um, and I, I can't even remember. I think I was just I think I was browsing one of the bands on Spotify, and then uh, this band came up in the related ones, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a Perfect fucking example. So, um, most of this most of this pertains to stuff I listened to like right around college and and a little bit after. Before, you know, I was because I really didn't start listening to like the more you know intense underground stuff till probably right after I got out of college. You know, with, like strapping, strapping young lad and stuff like that is where. I mean, I listened to Fear Factory and stuff, you know, um, in college, but nothing in Sepultura. But I didn't really. Mm-hmm. You know, delved into the underground stuff, and then um, you know, I think '03 is when I really started. You know, listening to like Meshuga and Demu and stuff like that. And so, but yeah, most of these most of these bands are, are stuff that I would have gone insane over in uh, in 2001, 2002. You know, and yeah. now I'm like,
1: meh.
0: Yeah. yeah, a lot
4: of mine's older stuff too. Older being, I guess, around 2004 is probably when when these bands were last relevant. Yeah.
3: I think my earliest goes to, like, the 90s, so... Yeah. Well, what's your first pick? Well, I didn't really uh, order these in any particular order, so we'll just start with this right here. <laughs> right. Um, I did buy this. I, there's a couple of songs I was like, "Well, I, I'll spend the dollar and buy these." So I bought this song. I don't own Reload, but uh, yeah, the memory. And the reason I so if if I had to pick the 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 first time that I thought maybe I don't like Metallica, it was probably. I I vividly remember it was when um Load was coming out and the first single was Until it Sleeps. And, Sleeps yeah. and they played right. it on Kilo and, and I remember t- the night
0: they played that. I was yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah. Like, Tucker and I, I was no at- one everyone was making noise and I had to yeah. I had to take my boombox into the bathroom and lock the door. Yeah
4: because like, like, I don't hear be disturbed, this? Yeah. Right. I and like we, how this moment is a lot like I remember where I was September 11th. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's uh, <laughs> like you can all vividly describe. Exactly right. What's it's it's now.
3: nothing like that, but it's kind of like that, you know. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. yeah. No, I was at almost uh, as
0: traumatic. Yeah,
3: I was I was at Tucker's house, <laughs> and uh and you know because they because Kilo had been building it up for I don't know a week or maybe more like New Metallica's coming, New Metallica, and we were so excited. And I remember when it first started, I was like, oh. That's different. And then I kept thinking, like, anytime now, like, the, like, blast beat, or, uh, the double bass is gonna kick in. It's gonna be, like, some really awesome thrash part. Any minute now. <laughs> Any minute now. And then before I knew it, the song was over. I was like, huh. That is not what I thought it was gonna be at all. And I remember <laughs> we were still kind of, like, in denial. We was like, we didn't wanna say, like, that sucked. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. well, it was Metallica. It was like, yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was different, you know. Anyway, um, and then you know it just it didn't really get any better from that. Like everything that came out. But I picked this song because that uh, annoying nah, nah, yes at the end. Nah, nah. I like it, there there was like I think every new song that came out was a song that I just decided like I don't even want to listen to the rest of this. Yeah. And somehow I got to the end of this song and was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me! Like, what in the hell is going on right now? I don't enjoy this at all, so, uh, you know, but like I said, I, I don't hate Metallica, in fact, you know, they were on the Colbert Report a couple months ago, and they played For Whom the Bell Tolls in its entirety, which was great, because uh, the first time I saw them, um, it was the Load Tour, I think, and, uh, and I was so disappointed, because all the old shit they did, they did in medleys, they didn't play any of the old shit all the way through, I was so discreet. All the like new shit or, or all the full songs they played was all the new shit. And I remember this is when I was kind of snobby. I remember looking over when they were playing King Nothing. I looked over and there was these college dudes like short hair and just like jock college looking dudes that were so into it. They were loving it. And I remember thinking like, this is Metallica. You're not allowed. You're not the kind of, you know, because I was a snob. You know what I mean? Like I just thought you're not a metal like person. And it just, it, it really like did a number on me. I was high that night too. I probably <laughs> had something to do with it too. But I remember just being like Ah oh, man. Boo. But yeah, now it's like "Yeah, whatever. You know, they're Metallica's Metallica and I I'll always love the old stuff and Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I've tried to I've tried to hold out hope,
0: you know. I mean i I bought Saint Anger, I bought Death Magnetic, you know, with all their shitty production, you know. So We we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same with you. Like, when I, you know, because I, I try to sneak in, you know, I, when I think about stuff that I, I'm okay with my daughter hearing in the car, you know, like I've actually played Master of Puppets. Yeah. You know, with her, mm-hmm. you know, so those the kind of stuff I play, I could play with my kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that it's, not that it's safe, but it's safer. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> then like, you know, entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt. Probably <laughs> right. not going to play that. <laughs> right. Uh, Raped
4: in hatred by Vines of Thorn. Right, right.
0: (laughs) So... Alrighty. Uh, Here's my number five...
3: Killswitch? All That Remains. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, yeah, All That Remains. Uh, it's off their uh, their second album, The Fall of Ideals. Um, that was or maybe there's a third album. album. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, that was one of those, like, I, I really liked, you, you know, I had this this metalcore phase uh, like 2004, 2005. Uh, so, uh, when I bought this dark and heart, like, I really liked it. I liked the vocal melodies. I liked the, you know, the rhythms and everything. And then when this one came out, like just, you know, awesome production, like really epic choruses, like just, you know, I mean, as far as like, to me, that album was like a metal core fans metal, you know what I mean? Yeah, metal core yeah. fans, metal core album, like everything, <laughs> just everything on that, on that one just clicked. And then, uh, they put out Overcome in 2008, and I was, I was somewhat, I wasn't blown away. I thought, I thought the, um, the song Two Weeks was okay, and then I, I heard it on the radio, like, yeah. like three or four months after. The radio edit version? Yeah, yeah. and, oh, um, so I was like, or I was like, that's weird that, it, you know, all of a sudden I'm hearing All That Remains on Kilo, um, but then, uh. I don't know, like, the, the album after that came out. I can't even remember the name of the album. I think it was, was it just self-titled? I don't know. The one that came out, like, in 2010. Um, And just that whole album, you know, when we talk about songs that, you know, make you want to break up with a band, like, I think that album just, like, did me in. Really? Like, I, it was just, like, it was so banal and boring, and I don't, I half forgot it even existed. Like, when I was thinking back, like, okay, you know... I was trying to put my finger on like okay exactly what point did I stop giving a shit what these yeah. guys put out and it was and I was thinking about overcoming I'm like well God they haven't put out they haven't put out an album like seven years like I did I totally <laughs> forgot about you know that one and then they they had one uh, last year the year before uh, a war you cannot win or something like that which. Right. Uh, I think uh, Ely and and Legs were both just shitting all over it, so I didn't even bother with that one. And uh, they have a new one coming out, and I haven't listened to the lead single, but uh, the the clips they played on that news story, the MSNBC where he was interviewed and got his ass handed to him, um, I was completely repulsed by even that. Really? So it's just like I'm, I'm done.
3: Like I just can't, I can't hang, (laughs) can't hang. Yep. All right, I'm going to play Matt's from his uh, handy YouTube playlist that he put together. You want me to start at number five, I'm assuming, right? Uh, Yeah, please. Spoiler alert. I know, we can see it. Usually we try to guess, but uh, we can see it. <laughs>
4: I declare wars the dot which was on their um, second record I'm pretty sure it was their second record that's their third, um, third record and we both it was, got it wrong
1: <laughs> yeah
4: it's it was garbage um, and it's it's mostly because they got I think it's because they got a new vocalist um, they used to have Jonathan Huber who did vocals for pathology oh, yeah. most recently Yep. Um, and I, I I was a big fan of I Declare War with him as the vocalist, but then I found out they were getting a new vocalist, um, the vocalist from I think they they were called What Lies Beneath, um, like a deathcore band out of out of Oregon, right? Um, and I was like, oh well, that could be cool because I like both of those bands. And then it just turned into this. Um, and if if you wanted to, if you really want to hear something interesting, go to the last maybe minute of this song. They've got. The most overblown breakdown you've ever heard in your life. Like they, they're stretching it out on purpose. Like there's no way they they had to have sat down and be like, let's just make like a really really long breakdown, guys. Like right, let's, well, like a really long one.
3: Well, I have to hear this now.
4: Yeah, play it. It's garbage.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know, this reminds me of.
2: Privileged position in the universe Archella. do they
4: go back into it, or is that it no that's it, but I, I, the the way it just rings out also is like, what the fuck man, you guys couldn't have done a little bit more with
3: that <laughs> you know like yeah that was that was pretty it reminded me of this have you have you played with this app, Matt the uh Metalcore breakdown composer <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, check though check this out. <laughs> 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 <Ooh, itage laughs> Dyrn I are both killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that reminded me of that. It's just like Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just blah, blah. <laughs> 20 seconds later. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know. I, I think uh, I think on this album, um I mean cuz I This one just seemed rushed cuz I think cuz I think this one came out in 2011. Yeah, and then the the one prior had come out like in June of twenty ten, so it was only like a year and a half span between uh, the two albums. So this one, like, just you know, the artwork and everything to me just seemed kind of rushed. Um, and I, I actually I almost had the same reaction; like, I almost didn't buy their new one, but the, their their new one is so good. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. No, but, I mean, if you're, yeah. I mean, if you're, if your uh, sticking point is the vocals, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't mind the vocals. I didn't, you know, I didn't really notice a difference between this guy and and Huber. But, um, I, I don't know. I, I really uh, the new one. I really like the grooves. The, the, you know, the, the, uh, the vocals are a little more intelligible. So you can actually hear what he's saying. Um right. So it's. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I would. Yeah, I'm with you. Like this, this album, I wasn't such a fan of, but. The new one, actually, I I checked that out on Spotify, and I liked it so much. I actually went out and bought the physical, just because.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll give the new one a listen because, like, I think it was like I just wasn't expecting the vocal to be that different. Because, I mean, I guess it wasn't that different to most people, but to me, it was was a big difference. And then the second I heard this, the breakdown in this song, and I think this is track four or five on the record, so you're already that far in. When I heard that, and I was like. How fucking lazy! Oh my god! And I just <laughs> turned it off and stopped listening. Duh. Duh,
3: duh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, my next one. This is the one that goes back to like late nineties. I I love this band so much, like pre Pantera era era, and uh, and now I just can't hang. <laughs> Rage? Yeah, Th- that song just got like I think it was just the overplayed thing, you know. It was on the, the radio all the time, and I, I don't know, man. I I can still go back to the old stuff. I still like those stuff, but like oh, yeah. I know I know they're not around. You know, they're not a band anymore. But um, yeah, everything after Evil Empire, I said, uh, um. I just kind of gave up. <laughs> no
0: thanks. <laughs> yeah, I never really could get into them. I think it was really? just the political stuff. You know, just too too left wing. Like even, even when I was in high school, you know what I mean. Like I just, I've never, I I, I, I don't know. I I, I get kind of picky, but I've never been a fan of bands that come at it with an agenda. Like that's the forefront, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I think the only political band that I would really say I'm just, like, a rabid fan of would be, like, Misery Index, you know, Uh because they had, uh, you know, Heirs to Thievery was just soaked in it. (laughs) Uh, Their last one, not so much, but, you know, that one was definitely one where if I was going to take a hard line on my political beliefs, then, you know, I would have missed out on some good tunes because that's an awesome album, so...
4: Yeah, and raids were, I mean, for my money, the kings of like new metal, right?
0: Yeah, I think they were one of the ones that really uh you know brought that, you know uh you know after faith no more, you know, bringing the, the rap uh delivery into the into the rock uh, you know, realm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that could be a, why I didn't like it cuz I hated rap back then too. So Oh yeah. Right. and why I was again just taking a heart and drawing a line in the sand on that.
3: Yeah. I don't know why it like the 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 lyrical content and the rap it like never bothered me at all. I don't know if it was because it was about the time that I was really getting into playing guitar and maybe just the way that Tom Morello plays, the things he does like stuck out to me more than anything else. I like, you know what I think. Um, yeah, I was huge into Rage Against. I re- I wore Rage Against the Machine into a Pantera mosh pit. <laughs>
0: I think you told us that and it was white.
3: You just got your. Ass uh, and it wasn't t- white. It was it was the black. It was the Evil Empire. It Was the kid with the, the ah. Evil Empire um, album cover. Yep. Yes, I did get my ha- my ass handed to me, though. I was like, I was, like two seconds in, I was like, this was a mistake. It was like Suicide Note Part 2. Too. I it was regret like, everything. Yeah. It's like right after the curtain dropped, and they're just going, I'm like, here I go. Just, oh, hilarious. Yeah.
4: I have a, a, a lot of respect for Rage Against the Machine, though, because that was kind of um, introductory into metal for me. Because, like, just as Rage Against the Machine was coming out, I was just exiting. Um, like Christian school, like I'd been oh, really? sent to Christian school my entire life up until uh, midway through junior high, and w- the culture shock of going from that to public school and having like now I have access to like Rage Against the Machine and and Corn and stuff like that was um that was kind of influential in, in metal to me was was Rage Against the Machine. So yeah. good looking out on Rage Against the Machine.
0: Cool, nice ready
4: around again good luck. oh good show
3: This, uh...
0: Incubus. Yeah, right. That's right, Incubus. Yeah. Um. So this is a band I. Uh, the way I first heard of them was they were they had a song on a sampler CD mm-hmm. that came with uh, Follow the Leader by Corn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think like they were on there. Orgy was on there. Um, Static X. Like you know just a mm-hmm. whole bunch mm-hmm. of you know. Bands that I probably would, never would have heard of, um, if not for the, for the sampler. But um, so that's when uh, their second album, Science, was out.
4: Yeah, yeah, Science was a great record.
0: Yeah, and what I you know what, what I really liked about it is they were they were way different from uh, you know everything that was out of the time as far as you know kind of the, the rock stuff because I don't think even at that point they were being played on the radio yet, um, and it was more that funk driven you know bass you know bass slapping just just yeah. you know energetic stuff um, you know I really like the vocals and everything so when, when make yourself came out I you know I pre-ordered it and I, I used to buy CDs off of this off of artist direct so um, the internet just opened up a whole new world for me so I used to sit there at the library at college and just shop for CDs if I had a break between classes oh, and yeah. I would just you know, you could create a little wish list and stuff, but I would sit there and I'd order CDs um, and then, you know, have them delivered later. Because there was so much stuff that you couldn't get access to, you know, that Best Buy didn't carry or even Independent, you know, didn't carry at the time. That um, So, and it was often, you know, cheaper to get it online. So, remember Artist Direct did a, uh, a pre-order deal where if you ordered um, uh, Make Yourself, then you got a copy of their original, which was out of print. Uh, it was called a Fungus Among Us.
4: Oh. yeah, that was a good record too.
0: Yeah, so I got those together, and it's that, like literally that album like defined my life for uh, pretty much the entire fall of nineteen ninety nine. That's like all I listened to is a fucking album, and uh, and then um, God, what was what was the next one? It came out in uh, two thousand one. Um, Morning View, I think.
4: Yeah, it had like Megalomaniac on it, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. And that one was it was okay because I mean it, you know make yourself was kind of a grower for me because I, I thought some of the the rhythm patterns and some of the time signatures were, were a little wonky but um, you know once you kind of settled into it it was fine mm-hmm. um, but then this one it just it, it kind of struck me as a, as a little bland like they weren't you know pushing the envelope as hard as they could have and so um, you know I think that that breakup moment is you know when you hear that there's a song in there called uh, I wish you were here. And it got played on the radio ahead of the release, you know, and I bought the CD hoping that maybe, you know, they had just, you know, thrown the, thrown the plebs a, a bone to get some radio play, but there was actually going to be some stuff with some substance. And, you know, that thing front to back, I, I honestly think I've only listened to that album. It's been, what, 16 years, 15 wow. years, and I've, I've probably listened to that album front to back four times, wow. if that. You know what I mean? It's just, I was so, I felt so let down. And then hmm. uh, a couple of years later, they came out with uh, I think it was a Crow Left in the Murder or something like that. And it was the same thing. The lead single was so boring. I just remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, God, this is terrible. Huh. So they just went they that went level. from this innovative, fucking like fresh, you know, exciting band to just it was like they had they had been forced into a mold and they were just accepting it, and that made me so angry. Like. Yeah. And it, was, it was like fine, fuck you guys. Like I didn't even buy it. I didn't even buy that album. You know what I mean? Like the last one I bought was Morning View back in like two thousand one, and I haven't, huh. you know. And apparently, they, I'm still pissed. But I, are they still around? But um, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I they think, are. I, think I actually they,
4: looked them up because I um, was missing some of those old albums and and was digging them, trying to torrent them, and I found like a, a, a Incubus Greatest Hits kind of thing. I was like, sure, I'll grab it, and uh, it made me start Googling them, and they've got an active Twitter account, and they do, like, uh, mostly festivals nowadays. Download Festival, I think, was the last time they did a, did a show. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think, there's, I think there, they, they've had three or four albums out since, you know, since I kicked them to the curb, but, uh hmm. Yeah. But I still like if I'm feeling nostalgic, I'll still go back and and listen to Make Yourself, and it's still so good. Like especially that song, like the the the, the fucking uh, vocal melodies and the choruses and stuff. Like it's just, yeah. The guy was an that amazing cat, singer.
4: That dude's a hook machine. Yep. So, all
0: right, Matt's next pick. Cool. <laughs> We're gonna there be here go. forever. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh yeah, that was Data Remember. Uh the song's All I Want. Um and it was really the only good track on that album. Um they uh prior to that was Homesick, which was I guess their big launch album. Um, and and I thought was very good, and I understand it's not very metal. It's not metal at all by almost all standards. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I was a big fan, big fan of a Data Remember for a short time um well until that album came out <laughs> um and it had i felt like it lost a lot of its energy their their main songwriter had left the band prior to the to writing that album um so they had to bring in this new person and he just he couldn't he didn't have that same energy and the same kind of um aggression that i'd heard in in data remember prior
3: Gotcha. I never got into them. Yeah,
4: what? that does not surprise me. <laughs>
3: shocker. <laughs> uh, speaking of shocker, it's not often that we get to actually do breaking news on. And uh, I don't mean to like derail the show for just a couple minutes, but I just got a text from Brian, our singer. We call him B Cakes. He's gonna be a dad. Oh. <laughs> So uh, Who's the father? <laughs> <laughs> uh well done. Uh so congratulations, B cakes. Uh of course Tucker said, Well, what are we gonna name it? Little bee cupcakes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did it? Cupcakes. Um so anyway, uh congratulations, Brian. Gonna be a dad. <laughs> Congrats, Brian. Yep. I thought I was a young. Good luck guy. paying for that. <laughs> and, uh, that'll be uh, interesting. Uh, he just he just broke out the band. That's it. <laughs> Not until the CD release show. We to hold on for another month and a half, and then we're good.
0: <laughs> I'm going to start calling the mom Yoko now. <laughs>
1: How's Yoko doing? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs>
3: it's uh <laughs> and it's not it's not cat he broke up with cat he him and cat right. were together forever right. and then uh they split up which was they, they were the kind of couple where it was like oh I, I thought they were always gonna be together but right but uh you know they they grew apart I guess so anyway um alrighty moving on uh yeah here we go
0: No. Mega <laughs> Yeah. I hate this song.
1: Yeah,
3: I. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get through the first. Like, there, it's it's kind of the same thing with like Metallica, where it's like consistently over and over and stuff. I'm just not into. into. And I used to love them so much. I, I mean, I still love like Rust in Peace. Rust in Peace is one of my all-time favorite. It'll probably be one of my all-time favorite albums forever. It's just like I, I've got such good memories of of listening to "Rest in Peace" over and over, and um, "Countdown to Extinction" was really good too. And then and then I think this is the one right after "Countdown to Extinction." Yeah, "Euthanasia." Oh, that's right, "Euthanasia," which was, was wasn't bad either. "Euthanasia" was pretty good. That
0: was probably when I started listening to him. Yeah, I think that's probably the only Megadeth album I actually own. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's right around the time that he kind of turned into like a right wing Christian like nut job. Really? yeah just, it's just weird man like yeah. <laughs> so yeah yeah that was that <laughs> annoying. i remember hearing that on the radio and then that was the same thing it's like megadeth's on the radio we like, yeah. really that's uh, okay yeah <laughs> um, well I, I i guess that's not true i guess Kilo used to play uh, yeah symphony, symphony destruction, of destruction a lot so
4: all credit due though the Opening riff to that track is fucking dope.
0: Well, you know, you know what it is, ex- yeah, like right away. If, if nothing That's nothing else. It's it's, you know it's, I mean? it's
3: memorable. But uh, yeah, I just the the song is I don't know. I just it doesn't do anything for me. And then I yeah,
4: I get you. It was
3: it was at that point I just really lost interest. You know, I know they've done like three, two, three albums since then. I think yeah, and just no thanks. <laughs> yep. So.
0: All righty Good shout. Yeah
4: blood vein.
0: So, yeah, Matt already called it Mudvayne. So I can't say definitively that uh, I have broke up with Mudvayne the same way I broke up with Incubus. I've actually, I think I own all of their albums, just in the fervent hope that, you know, because that one to me, that album was just the pinnacle of everything that embodies what I loved about them. You know, I think that, because um, I think the mainstream media refer to them as, like, math metal. You know, now comparatively, you know, oh, if you were right. to put these guys up against, like, you know, like, Syopus or somebody, like, they, like there's no, or Dillinger. <laughs> like, there's no fucking contest. Um, but, you know, at the time, again, it was, like, the, you know, the time signature shifts and that, you know, that just that bass tone and just everything. Um, I mean, the, the debut album was good. Uh, I liked it, but uh, that album, I just, at the end of all things to come, I just, I fucking... Again, uh, takes me right back to the fall of 2002, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, out on my own, working two jobs, working seven days a week, and so the, the little joys I had because I was dirt poor would, was sitting at home, drinking beer, playing my PlayStation, and listening to that album. Like, if I, if I had to die, I, okay, so I saw this movie that the concept was if you died and you go to this kind of limbo uh, between like heaven and earth and you get to pick your best moment that you've ever lived and they actually recreate it so it's like a movie studio they recreate it for you and it triggers the memory and as soon as the memory triggers you go to heaven and then you just live that moment over and over and over forever forever
3: what is this movie?
0: Uh, I have to check I, I forget I saw it like 10 years ago anyway oh. That would be that would be my moment playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City, drinking beer, and listening to this album. Oh, no that shit. would be that's that's what I would want to live over and over. Um, I don't know why, but, it, but anyway. So, you know, fast forward a couple years later, and uh, they put out this piece of shit. Yeah. And when you know it, it's like the most played track on Spotify, because, yeah. you know, every fucking soccer mom who wants to relive her fucking, you know, flesh her titties glory days uh, <laughs> listens to this fucking album with her kids. You know, I, I don't know, like, that, that whole album just pissed me off. Like, I just, and it was, I don't know. I, okay, I don't want to sell, I, God, okay. Like, when they first came out, Slipknot was doing the masks okay, and then Mudvayne was doing, like, makeup, right. you know, so they were doing these right. weird, like, patterns mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so, you know, and I actually saw them with Slipknot on the, on the Pledge of Allegiance tour um, in 2001. A great show, you know, awesome, I was really jazzed on them, stuff like that, um, and it was the same type of thing, so, like, when they when they put out uh, The End of All Things to Come, it was like, or, yeah, End of All, it was uh, kind of a little darker, but they were still, like, doing, kind of doing the costume thing, or whatever, and then, this thing came out and you see all the promos and it's like, no makeup, no nothing. It's it's like just, when Kiss
3: went
1: went.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> like when makeup. KISS went
3: without makeup. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's how I, I now I know how those idiots felt.
1: <laughs>
0: so, you know, that was that I don't know, that was kind of a letdown. And then they put out I think it was the new game in two thousand eight and I you know, I tried and that one that's another one why I've I've probably listened to it. Th- maybe twice all the way through and i if you ask me what tracks are on there i couldn't fucking tell you yeah. i don't know um but then they they put out a self-titled one in 2009 that was actually half decent it wasn't the best thing ever um but i you know it didn't cause me to cause me to almost abandon all hope like uh like lost and found did so um, cuz there is one song on there called beyond the pale which is really good and there on that one there's there's definitely hints of their old selves, you know, musically. And I think they were. I think they realized they were trying to bring that back. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why they got so vanilla on those two albums. And and you know, with with uh, Chad's side stuff with Hell yeah and stuff like that. I don't know if maybe that just, you know, writing writing songs about drinking and drinking while writing songs about drinking just like killed his <laughs> motivation. Like I don't know. Like I just. So, um, but yeah, that was that was one band that. Um, you know, the end of all things to come is, to me, is just their pinnacle, and
4: they they haven't been able to top it since. So, so you're you're saying that you're not feeling happy now? <laughs> <laughs> not now that I talked
0: about it. <laughs> I was in a pretty good mood till I till I started talking about losing their
3: makeup. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, makeup makes all the difference, right? So. <laughs> Uh, alrighty, uh, Matt's number three here. (laughs)
4: <laughs> uh, that was, uh, It Never Ends, which is also how their intro is, um, <laughs> by, by Bring Me the Horizon. Zing! Um, I was a big fan of their, uh, their first album had Pray for Plagues on it. Um, I thought it was really good for Death anyway. Um, and then I remember when this came out, I was trying to defend it to people, um, because Bring Me the Horizon is is definitely one of those bands at the time, anyway. Was oh that's not metal if you if you like Bring Me the Horizon, and um, I always tried to avoid that kind of thinking, and so I, I tried to defend it for a little while, and then I was like, yeah, it it it's just crap. Like it, it's nothing compared to um, Count Your Blessings was the album that Pray for Plagues was on, uh, and yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I just re- remember finally letting the album set, like, kind of set in after listening to it once or twice. And it was like, uh. <laughs> Alright, well, it was fun while it lasted,
3: yes. <laughs> Yeah. Another band I never got into. <laughs> not because of any, like, oh, they're not metal, I just, I think, I think they were probably coming out around that time that I was um, just kind of outside of any any metal stuff at all? You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, and they kind of got like deathcore was really taking off at the at around the time that Bring Me the Horizon was out, and there were so many other bands that were just doing it so much better. Um, but I, I still thought Count Your Blessings was really good. I think they were in competition with like your Whitechapel's and your Winds of Plague and um, uh, Oceano, like uh, other big air quotes around big um, deathcore bands and they just, I, I don't know they probably got drowned in it a little bit
3: gotcha <clears throat> alrighty next up on my list yes. killing sign I killing
0: As soon as you say it, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot myself. I was say that, that every Cole time. Chamber? But
3: say again, Matt.
4: Was that coal chamber? No. Okay.
3: Was it Static X? Nope. No. Um, it's uh Max Cavalera is the singer. It's the the side thing he did with his brother. Uh, Cavalera Soulfly? Conspiracy. It's it's the side thing. It's a Cavalera Conspiracy. Oh, gotcha. And their first album was awesome. I really enjoyed it. The I think the last track I can't remember the name of it now, but di- um, had this just super brutal riff, like just groove all day long. It was it was great, and uh, and I was excited about the second album that this one, Blunt Force Trauma. Um, I was excited about that coming out, and then it was kind of like what Jared mentioned. I think I've only listened to it all the way through once. They just nothing stuck out the way that the first album did, and then I just was like, meh, all right, I guess I don't like them anymore. <laughs> and uh I don't think they've done another album, the two of them, but um it was really disappointing because, you know, the early Sepultura stuff was, yeah, it's still a classic, it's just, it's uh, you can always go back to it, it's still enjoyable. And, uh, you know, once the... The Roots Roots wasn't bad, but then um you know, the Soulfly stuff started happening and then the the newer Sepultura stuff I, I couldn't get into at all. And so I was really excited about the idea of, of those two, you know, making music again. And that first album was awesome and then now nothing. So Yep. And that's all I had to say about that. That's all I had to say about that
0: alrighty. Everyone's gonna pick up on this right away. Maybe not.
3: I feel like I recognize it. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Disturbed.
0: Any guesses? (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's that's another one. Uh, I have a long torrid history with that band. So, uh, you know, Disturbed is another one. I, you know, uh, started listening to them, you know, right when The Sickness came out, and and again, it was one of those like it was so. I don't want to say like bizarre, but just I I just I, I loved The Sickness. And um, you know when the second one came out, it, I liked it, but I didn't like it as much. You know, I thought there were some some good tracks. Um, and I think a couple of years later, I think Ten Thousand Fists came out, and like really the only the title track was okay, and then they had the Genesis cover, Land of Confusion. Oh yeah, but those mm-hmm. were the only things that really kind of stuck out. And then uh, and then I think this one came out, Indestructible, and I think that like that opening riff on that one's pretty good. But like the rest of the the rest of the album is just like, Bleh. and then uh, their last album they put out in 2010, uh, I was so mad that I spent money on that, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I was just
0: like angry. It was just, you know what I mean. It's just one of those like, I understand, you know, being kind of faithful to your core audience and, and kind of knowing what, what people demand. But I mean, the, the, you're talking talk about a band that has just experienced zero creative growth. <laughs> you know over, yeah. over like an eight year span you know what I mean it's like they just keep releasing the same fucking album and it's just <laughs> why I didn't cue in on that you know like in 2008 versus or even 2006 um, or 2005 when uh, you know when 10,000 Fists came out I just uh, but, but it's one of those bands like you know when I saw them at the World Arena like in 2002 it was just like, it was a great show and had a great time and I was yeah but it's, you know I love Disturbed and all this other stuff and then I don't know. Like I said, it just—it was like after the the third or fourth just iteration of. It was almost like they were, they were playing the same riffs from previous albums just backwards. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> like they just in in it, it. I don't know. I just I get really there's some there's something about the radio rock crowd that that repulses me, and it didn't used oh, to yeah. it didn't used to be this way, and, I, and I'm not I'm not I'm. Not, I, It could be an outgrowth of of, uh, some degree of musical snobbery, but I just, you know, I I look at, like, when we went to that Saliva Show. Yeah, I was just thinking that when you said that. (laughs) You know, where it's just these, because to me, I mean, so, you know, air supply is safer than Disturbed, okay? (laughs) But to me, Disturbed is still safe, because it's safer than cannibal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And cannibals probably safer than like you know, portal or ananthrack or yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's just a matter of it's a matter of perspective. So to me uh I look at guys that go to rock shows and it's like you still see these like guys in their 30s and 40s that really think they're like rebellious. Oh, yeah. Listening to like Disturbed and it just I'm like you just <laughs> This
3: is just the most
0: banal boring shit. Yeah. That you could possibly fill your ears with yeah. and, and I call it
4: girlfriend metal. Yeah. And you just yeah, exactly. Girlfriend and metal.
0: you can't just you can't I don't know. I I just maybe it's just one of those like cause, just because the stuff that I, I th- typically, you know, tickles my fancy now is just more complicated, you know, and I just I look at it, it just seems too safe. You know what I mean? But everyone's like, Oh yeah, the sickness. I'm down with the sickness, man. And it's like, mm. I don't know. <laughs> so But at the time, you know, they were they they definitely had a different sound. You know, it was kinda crazy when he was doing the barking monkey noises and stuff like that. Like, whoa, oh, this guy <laughs> this guy has problems. Yeah. Um It was different. But yeah, yeah. the the, the shtick wore off, you know, over the years and like I said, just just zero uh, additional creative output so and I think they know it too because they haven't put out an album it's been what five years yeah I guess and uh I think I think Raymond had like one little side project called device that didn't really take off so I know he's not doing much with that so
4: did you ever see that video um it was a youtube video called the greatest hit of disturbed
0: no but I'm intrigued
4: Uh, yeah I'll I'll send it to you and you can check it out on a break it's it's pretty funny
3: cool nice i'm gonna pull it up while uh your next one's going here because we're not gonna listen to you no, <laughs> no we'll listen oh dude i love this song <laughs> yeah it's my favorite it's uh, for, uh Richard it's thank you scientist <laughs>
4: Was a uh, anthem "We Are the Fire" by Trivium? Uh, that that was uh, the like the main single off of their their air quotes around metal album um, that came out right after Ascendancy. Um, Ascendancy was, pro- in my opinion, like a very hard staple in metalcore at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably one of five albums that um we were, were defining the metalcore genre at, at at that at that time I think um and then I think I saw them on the cover of revolver or something to that effect right before this album came out and the quote on the cover of revolver was fuck metalcore and mm-hmm. then it, it and then the the line was attributed to um Matthew Heafy, the singer of Trivium. And I was like, what? And so I, I read the article, and then after hearing the record, I was like, well, now I understand. And I just, I don't know. I, I felt like they were a band that, um, it was right as, as metalcore was kind of at its peak, and lots of the, um, oh, that's not metal people. Um, I feel, I feel like this band was actually affected by those trolls. Like uh, They they were like, oh, we're not metal because everyone <laughs> on MySpace says we're not metal. Yeah, right. So we're going to make a metal album just to prove we can be metal. And I'm like, Ugh, you guys are fucking assholes, really? And I just remember hearing the album and th- the entire way through I couldn't help but thinking, holy shit, who fucking hit you up on Twitter and was so aggressive that you were like, you know what, we're going to completely change our style completely. And I just thought it was such a fucking cop out that – this isn't even the thing you're good at making. Go back to making the thing you're awesome at.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was. Uh, I think that's probably that was probably my split with Trivium was right around that same time. Um, yeah. Because I, uh, I think Ember to Inferno was the the first one I heard from them, and I remember yeah. at the time thinking this is the best album that Metallica never wrote.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. You know for what I mean? sure. Like that was the
0: album that the black album should have been. You know what I mean, and then they e- could have done the e- Black e- Album when they got a little older, and and then just not done Load <laughs> yeah,
3: or Reload, or
0: reload <laughs> and maybe gotten better production value on Death Magnetic. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it, the total total lots of uh, lots of similarities with old, old school Metallica, and I love that one. Um, and then their the second one was yeah, that that one was really fun. And then uh, I don't think I'm even bothered with the third one. I think I sampled a couple of them. It was the same thing where they, they changed the vocal style. And it was just like, Nha-na-na.
4: like, drastically changed it. Yeah. 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 Huh. We get it, Bagel. You've never heard
3: of <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it this time because uh, I didn't think I needed to. <laughs> uh, okay. My bad. Uh, all right. Uh, last one up here. <laughs> <laughs> Demu? Yeah. You know, like, Demu? Uh, I was so, like, I remember I was excited about this album because it had been a while. And I think I just got ruined because that intro was, like, two and a half minutes long. Mm. And it just builds up to this, like, that riff. It, it, it was, like, so anticlimactic, you know? Because um, you think about the the way that... Um pure tentacle euphoric misanthropia opens that intro is majestic and it's not too long, and it's just like build up is perfect, and then when the next track comes in it's it's perfect. it blows up just the way like you kind of expect it to and this one it I just felt like it dropped down like to this level's like wait, what after like two and a half minutes, three minutes of this intro, and that's that's what you're gonna do. they and stole then,
4: their own thunder,
3: yeah, Ugh. And then, uh, yeah, the rest it was—it's kind of same kind of thing. I think I want to listen to that whole thing, maybe twice. Uh, it just—it didn't have anything close to the magic that the the previous two ones did, which were. I'll be honest with you. I almost had these guys on my list, but I thought you were going to give like,
0: me a rash as shit. So that's oh, kind of—that's really? kind of funny because I thought you were a little more jazzed about the that last one than I
3: was. Uh, I I think when it when it first came out, I was like, it was it was almost like the denial thing. I think I I didn't want to be like. You know, I was like, "Well, it's to many more gear. So, like, yeah, it's it's good. <laughs> yeah. Aside from that intro, I know, I know, thinking that intro was just like the wrong call. <laughs> yeah. That was well, like half the band left too, right? It was just the. Uh, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of was, I think Galder and, uh, and
0: the singer and the keyboardist, the, right? I yeah, kind of Victoria, yeah.
3: And you kind of think, oh, that's why. <laughs> that's why the last two albums were so good. Yeah. Well, I think Galder was only on "Death Called Armageddon, right? I like think so. Pretty, yeah,
4: Death uh, Cold was a dope album. Oh yeah, Death I mean, Cult. I, so I think that's... Death
3: Cult's the pinnacle. honestly. Oh yeah, for sure. You know. see, I, I if I don't know, I think I, I think I go Puritanical for me. I think I they're both amazing, but I think I there's there's for me more catchy stuff on Puritanical that's that stuck with me more. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there was more there was horns in Death Cult, right? I, I don't think. Oh yeah. Puritanical Probably. just had regular, like, symphonic kind of stuff. Yeah, just strings. Dude, yeah, Progenies
4: I, of... The, if I hear Progenies of the Great Apocalypse right now, I'm going into battle.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah? Let me get it up. <laughs> like, every
4: single time I hear that song, yeah. I just want to ride a horse while carrying a broadsword. Right. And just <laughs> cut someone so hard, dude. Yeah. yeah. It's such a great tune. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I... And I think I was kind of with you, like, where... Um, I think where I kind of parted company with them uh, from a fandom standpoint was uh, In Sorta Diaboli, which, yeah, yeah. because, like, that one, it had such, the you know, the, the, like I said, the intro, you know, there, there's something to be said for a song that has a good build, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and can, you know, really kind of build the tension to where you're like, yeah, fuck yeah. And then it, like... You know, it goes into the second track, and the second track is like "fuck it," it's just firing all cylinders, and you're like "oh yeah!" And then it gets to the third track, and it's like
2: ah,
0: it just it like falls off a cliff, and, the, and it's just One like there's
4: moments r- where you think you accidentally put your iPod on shuffle, right, right, <laughs>
0: and it's just it's just like the rest of the album is you're just like "oh god, why?" You know, like why yeah. couldn't you have stayed on that track? You know what I mean? So yeah, that was. And then I was yeah, I was even less less impressed with uh, with the last one. So All righty. Get back to my playlist here. All right. I think we all know where this is going.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Come in just for a second. Ah,
1: <laughs> you,
3: uh,
0: you know the,
3: the <laughs> Is that off Life Is Peachy or is that the first? That's one? the that's, that's the, the debut.
0: That's the debut. Mm-hmm. So is it? yeah,
3: what song is that again? Ball Tongue. Oh yeah, yeah that was a that
1: Ball was Tongue. Ball Tongue. Ball Tongue.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, so corn was kind of my, uh, probably my go to all the way through college. So I actually didn't, so, uh, you know, they, I think the debut came out when I was like a junior in high school and, there were actually a lot of people that I didn't like that were into them, so that's why I like kind of avoided them. And I didn't really like, like, when Blind first came out, like, everyone was like, oh my god, this is so heavy, and it's yeah. eh, and just so. I was like, one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I actually, I didn't get into corn until, uh, Follow Leader, and I heard Got the Life on the radio. And that was, like, really the first, like, listenable corn song, in my opinion, you huh. know. Um, so then I started going, you know, back through their catalog and stuff like that, and uh, you know, ended up, you know, be- you know, becoming a fan, you know. So I had all the CDs and you know saw them a concert a few times and stuff like that. And um, I think where I think where I checked out was uh, 2002 with uh, with the Untouchables, and, um, and and I think I think honestly I was already kind of a, on the downhill slope because when issues came out. Uh, I was actually breaking up with my girlfriend of like three years at the time. So like, I just, every time I hear like falling away from me or, uh, what's the other one, uh, here, no. Um, ah, there's one other, one other song that was on that album that was on the radio, like all a goddamn time. And, um, like I just couldn't, I, I couldn't deal with it. Um, make me bad. That's the one. Yeah. Um, so I, I like those. yeah, just total PTSD like every time so like from like <laughs> like like December of 99 to like June of 2000 where I was like, you know, I just broken up with my girlfriend, trying to get over it, you know, drinking myself stupid to, to, you know, just just in a very 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 bad dark place emotionally and just so it's like anytime I hear those songs, it just it triggers that automatically. So I think I was already kind of on the way out, but then um they put out the Untouchables in 2002. And uh, I was out in California. I remember visiting my mom, and uh, she was at work. So I took her car over to Best Buy, picked up the album, uh, just see see what it was, and then I then I hear this shit. If you heard that much of the song, you've heard the whole fucking song. Yep. Yeah. It's it's like four minutes of that same fucking yeah. riff. And, and I'm and that I'm just like and it, and it was the same thing. And I came to the realization with Corn sooner than I did with with Disturbed. I don't know how or by what mechanism, but it was like like I said, zero creative growth, zero <laughs> creative. They're just putting out the same fucking album. Is
3: that the last one that? An idiots the, like me are just, <laughs> you know. So, is, is that the last one with uh, before Head Went all Jesus freak? I I think
0: so because I think um I think he went off the rails like in no I think I think he might have been on take a look in the mirror because I because I think the big thing when he left the band was like two thousand four two thousand five. You know the reason I remember that is because that's when like MySpace was really kind of taken off and everyone was talking yeah. about it um, on MySpace so. Um, but yeah, the, the take a look in the mirror. I think the one that there there was one song they were playing on. Uh, I think it was "Did My Time" or something like that that was playing on the radio, and it's the same thing. It's the same. It's the same fucking song over and over again. Like I just, God, how'd you come up with that riff?
3: Yeah, I forgot about these. Man.
0: And I think on this one it's the it's the chorus that like I don't know. I don't know. Just like that riff, the drumming, like it just it's so banal and boring and just (laughs) I just, I, you know, like I said, so I haven't, I never bought that album. I think Untouchables was the last one that I actually bought, you know, mm-hmm. and I heard that one on the radio, and then it was kind of like, um, you know, they lost like half the band, you know, David Silvera left, and then Head left, so then it was, it was basically down to to uh, Monkey, Jonathan Davis, and Fieldy. Fieldy what?
3: He's nuts? Fieldy. <laughs> Fieldy's nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: You know, so it, I don't know. It was just, I just never, I never felt it from there on out. So yeah. and I'd, I'd hear a little smatterings here, you know, every now and again, but I just, I.
3: Now, Head's back with them, right? Yeah. He,
0: yeah, he is. Yeah.
3: He renounced Jesus. And <laughs> <laughs> I think he's,
0: I think he's back to, I think he's just in a middle ground. Really? You know, because I think with him, you know, he was like real hard into like meth and, right. you know, just whatever. And so he needed. That kind of push to get him kind of back on track, Yeah. and now he's, you know, now he's kind of venturing back towards the middle of like, okay, I can just play in the band and do yeah. my thing and
3: not. He's Jesse after rehab, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I was so I was I was huge into corn because I was yeah, like, oh, too. seven string guitars, oh my god, that's amazing. That's the heaviest thing. Like with Blind came out, I was like. I have never heard anything like this before. It's so heavy, and uh, it is kind of like I look back now. I'm like, I used to love this so much.
0: (laughs) That's the thing I don't get. Like when I was like going back through, and like I was trying to find a song that could be a good example that I would actually, you know, that wouldn't throw me into a psychotic rage when I played (laughs) it. Because I'm like. But I was like, I was going through Life Is Peachy and the debut and Follow the Leader and stuff like that. And Follow the Leader is actually still pretty fun, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I was listening to, to the the Ice Cube track. Yeah, yeah. And and that one's actually Children of the Corn, I think it's called. Oh, like, yeah. and it's it, that yeah. one's not bad. I mean, it's got a good rhythm and maybe maybe just I have a soft spot for Ice Cube because of twenty twenty one jumps. Street. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um, like I like that album's not not too bad. You know what I mean? Uh, There's that one song on there with Fred Durst, which, you know, makes me want to punch babies, but um, in a bad way. In a bad way, right. Um, I would say sometimes that's a good thing. Right. (laughs) So, you know, but, yeah, I just, it was the same thing. Like, you know, it's kind of like that time you and I, we went to Taco Bell before the church's show, and I I ate the quesadilla, and I was like, how did I shovel this down my throat on a regular for so long? (laughs) This this tastes like ass. (laughs)
3: no you're totally wrong it was, kind of, it
0: was kind of like that like i'm just like i can't believe that that used to be me like i just you know like i said i think i posted a couple of days ago where i was like you know it's easy to look back you know 10 12 years ago and look at yourself and go god you're a fucking idiot but nothing brings that more sharply into focus than than listening to a corn song and
3: realizing how shitty my tastes actually were yeah, I, see I don't I don't know if I'd say my taste it was a shitty like taste thing. I just it just doesn't have the appeal for me like it used to. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I would listen to that album. I had it on a cassette because that's when <laughs> yeah. CDs were just like, you know Out of your out. price range. Yeah. Yep. I had right. I had my Walkman and like well, I think I had the C D and I and I made, you know, mixtapes. I used to listen to like Pantera tapes that I'd, you know, make and my Walkman And uh Anyway but yeah Same with Korn I would just listen to that tape And wear it out And Could not get enough of it And I think I tried to go back to it Like a, like a few years ago I was like I used to love this And I got like two or three songs And I was just like Ugh, Not so much anymore
4: Yeah It's more out of nostalgia
3: Yeah Alrighty Last song here Last song people Ooh this band sounds familiar. <laughs>
0: keep going get to the chorus because it's, oh, okay. it's- God damn it. They played right. that
4: clip during the interview. That's what I was talking about. I'm like,
0: God,
3: it's terrible.
4: <laughs> okay. So I, uh, that was all that remains. Um, the reason I chose this song, even though, um, I mirror exactly what, um, Jared said earlier is that I fell off, you know, Chiron was one of the albums or one of the songs on overcome that I thought was good also. Um, but right after that, I, I, I was done. Um, but I chose this one simply because a um, it's news, so why not? Because it's their brand new song, um, and I thought the uh, name of the track was appropriate.
3: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it probably won't end well.
0: <laughs>
4: but we're so, gonna
3: play um, the song anyway. No? <laughs> it's
0: like I don't know, like everything. It just to me, like that video and like that, like that whole thing. Just it it embodies everything that is wrong with popular rock and metal like how many fucking retarded ass <laughs> broken relationship clichés can you fit into <laughs> yeah what are you
4: fallout boy yeah the 30 second
0: intro the burning picture in the house you know the the brief you know the the, the abandoned briefcase like really really yeah. jesus yeah
4: um <laughs> There was a, I. I really enjoyed um, The Follow Ideals because they had gotten a new drummer, and that drummer is now the drummer for Black Dahlia Murder. Um, and so he made all that remains leaps and bounds better, in my opinion, on on the Follow Ideals. But um, then he left after that record, and it kind of went downhill from there. I think.
3: Yeah. Do you guys, I have to ask, do you guys know if this drummer they have now, does he always drum with the one hand traditional style where it's like sideways, you know, the stick is sideways? Yes, is, he does. He oh, okay. I don't know if he was just doing that just to, to add look To the snazzy. video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to play a traditional style. <laughs> I never yeah. got that. I don't get that. I don't get it unless it's for like kind of a gimmicky thing. Like, um, oh shit. What's the archaic archaic? Uh, their drummer is one of the most phenomenal live drummers I've ever seen um, because he puts on a show. You know, he he switches uh, between like regular and traditional style, like mid-drum roll. You know, uh, he's doing shit like cross, um, you know, cross arms or whatever. It's just, he's doing all kinds of visually, you know, impressive stuff. So traditional style gets a pass for me when it's, when it's for that, but if it's just like, this is the way I play metal, I don't know, it just seems weird, I don't know. <laughs> There's like something about the way of holding that stick that just seems like, you can't get aggressive enough <laughs> when you're holding the right. stick like that, I don't know. So,
1: hmm.
3: Anybody want to guess what I'm going to say about all that remains? Hmm. I really got into them. Alright, so... What is, what is this? Uh, the greatest hit of the, Disturbed. The greatest hit of Disturbed. Here we go.
4: Attention, all you metalheads. The <laughs> album you didn't know you were waiting for is finally here. <laughs>
2: the point <laughs> <of> <laughs> the Disturbed. <laughs> <store. laughs>
4: <laughs> A <laughs> All of your favorite disturbed songs, including these iPhones, songs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, Yamanama, <laughs> With their unique style of self imposed limited creativity, no band has ever done more with less than disturbing. <laughs>
4: This is the definitive collection
2: for fans of repetitive vocal phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking. He's looking around <laughs> like. <laughs> one band,
1: one album, one never-ending song. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> the greatest hit of is available
0: on two CDs or one single song MP3 download.
2: <laughs> Buy it now before supplies last forever! <laughs> oh, Thank you <laughs>
0: That's That's <awesome>. good.
3: <laughs> Sweet. I thought you
4: would enjoy that, it's hilarious Yeah. Thank you And pretty much in line with everything I said I number exactly
3: you You're number nine. Yeah, it was. Um, who knows what we'll be doing next, but it uh, sounds like maybe I'll be able to talk about a show. <laughs> maybe. As long as nothing comes up. As long as no excuses come I think up. we ought to
0: make you sit through a mirror just for, for bitching for out, out all these on shows. Cannibal. And, and Periphery Manus. and <laughs> how yeah. many other shows have I bailed I can on? almost forgive Periphery because I really don't think the other three would have been your bag. But, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Behemoth. Everyone needs to see Behemoth
3: before they die, I think. Yeah. Uh, but no, I will not sit through e. a <laughs> I'm going to check out Fit and peace out. <laughs> so, um, anyway, but yeah, Matt, thanks for joining. This was fun. we we'll to do it again. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Of course. And um, we're going to close the show with another new Trial Redemption tune. From uh, the band that's going to have two dads in it now. (laughs) Yay! Woo! And uh, I do realize the irony here of playing (laughs) new Try Redemption songs (laughs) because the new album does have a few songs with uh, clean vocals that I know is going to turn some people off. In fact, uh, uh, Gerilyn heard one of the songs live a couple years ago when we first played it, and she was like, I never hated a Try Redemption song until now. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, it's kind of fitting. We'll dedicate this show to her. Um, you know, anyway, I, like I, I had mentioned earlier, it's for us, it's kind of like if we like it and we think it sounds cool, then we're going to play it. You know, we don't really care. So if you don't like the, the, the clean vocals, then, uh, don't listen to it. We, we did order the, the songs in the new album so that the first, uh, five songs are no clean vocals. So if, uh, if clean, if well, so you
0: get a commitment out of everyone and then you yeah. wallop them upside <laughs> the head, right. that's, uh, yeah. It's a dirty yeah. trick.
3: Yeah, the the last half is 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 more the uh, melodic kind of stuff like uh, like resurrection, that kind of those kinds of those kinds of songs, and then yeah, some clean vocals here and there. So if you don't really like our clean, style of clean vocals, that's fine. Just don't listen to those songs. <laughs> uh, anyway, this song is "We Are Legion." There's a nice uh, clean vocal part in the middle. Uh, big fan. So uh, anyway, until next time. And
0: now you've listened to Metal Speak. Fuck off.